podcast. Um, I am your irregular host, Vader Van Oden, or Charles Turner, um, and it is episode 83, and it's the 24th of November. Uh, so everyone is hungover from Turkey, uh, over in the States, um, and <laughs> and today uh, I am the only regular host, but I'm joined by everyone's favorite Foot Clan ninja, Jala. Not Foot Clan! I'm going to get <laughs> so mad at you at the beginning of the episode! Uh, I'm right, already slamming right. my hand on the table. Hi everybody, <laughs> it's Jala Chan from The Level. <laughs> and we've got the fantastic... Ko Kagero. Is that how you say it? Did I get it right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. Is it really yeah, cool? I mean, I, Ko, is, Ko is fine. Ko, Ko's easy <laughs> to say. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? Uh, oh, full. Full. Still full. Yep. yep. How much Has turkey? How much turkey? Uh, no, I, I got, I'm stuffed with pizza. Oh, pizza. We decided, pizza. Yeah. No, 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 no turkey this time through. Pizza, which is also a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Uh, it's carbs yeah. giving. How about that? Carbs giving. Yeah, well, Jala, what? Because what, I know you're a vegetarian. Vegan. What, what replaces vegan? Sorry. <laughs> uh, what replaces? What replaces turkey for you? Um, well, there's any number of different things that people make, but I was super lazy because I had to do all of the cooking for my family, so I just grabbed a um, not chicken in the freezer section from a particular brand, and it's creepy because like this is the first time I had this particular brand, and it tears like chicken, it smells like chicken, it looks like chicken. My dad, uh, who is super meat eater and won't even like go anywhere near anything that he, he <laughs> thinks is, is vegan, like... You know, he's an old Cuban man, so you, you can't tell him anything. And uh, he didn't even know it was actually, you know, like vegan. And so he had like almost a heart attack when he saw me eating it. He's, he ate some and he thought it was Excellent. chicken. He thought it was just chicken, you know. And then, you know, he saw me eating it. He's like, that's meat. And I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like, what? <laughs> he had, surprise. Yeah, surprise. So, yeah. But I did that after I did my six-mile turkey trot, and then this morning I went and did Camp Gladiator, so I'm doing my usual running around, like, fitnessing. So the carbs went to good use, let's say that. Yeah, there's actually a new brand here in New Zealand of no chicken chicken. Chicken-free chicken, I think they call it, um, and it's made from, like, pea protein. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty pretty common uh, pea protein is like one of the cheapest proteins <laughs> you can get for anything that's like you know plant-based but you know yeah so it's sold out when it first released because everyone just wanted to try it and now it's just you can get it easily now because the novelty's gone yeah we'll see like yeah. they they actually have uh not turkey but i couldn't find any and i was like i'm not emotionally invested it's fine you know, whatever. But yeah, like a lot of times I just make like a, a veggie loaf, like a equivalent of meatloaf or something like that, or, you know, something along that lines. You can also make like a field roast is what they call it, which is just, you know, made off of uh, like lentils and different types of things. Sometimes people use uh, seitan. So, you know, I don't know. There's a bunch yeah, of different ways. I've heard of that. Yeah, they, there's a bunch Hold of different on. ways. They use what? Seitan. It's not like you said they use say, Satan. Yes. Hail <laughs> Satan. Have you ever seen vegan? Hail have you, Satan. have you, Vader, if you've never seen black, vegan black metal chef, look him up on YouTube when we're done. Okay. All right. Vegan black metal chef. Everybody listening, go look. He's awesome. Okay. Hail Satan. There's a book called Cookie <laughs> Yes. Satan or Hail Satan! I totally have a vegan black metal chef shirt that says "Hail Satan" on the back, and people like freak out nice. because you know I live in Texas, so, <laughs> so all these people are like, you know, not everybody, but there's a lot of conservatives, and they're just like, you know, super like they go to cowboy church, which I didn't even know what the fuck that was until like two years ago. 
you got to shoot guns and stuff, right? They just, yeah, it's, it's got a cowboy theme. It's like, it looks like they're in a barn and, and stuff. And then that's it. Like they all dress like cowboys. I, I didn't even know it was a thing. And I, I only found out because of my job. I'm like, what the fuck is a cowboy church? <laughs> you know? Okay. So whatever. Well, to give you my Thanksgiving report, we don't really we don't celebrate it here, but we have an American family um, friend. Oh, oh you've and got so you've got imported people. Okay. Yes, so we're celebrating yeah. today. Actually, it's a Saturday today, so it's a couple of days late because we don't have the day off. So we're doing it on the weekend to make things easier for everybody. And so I spent last night uh, baking cakes and pumpkin pie. Cool. And we turkey's really expensive here, uh, so mm. we're doing lamb. So we're doing a Kiwi Thanksgiving, and so we're doing a lamb. Oh, that's cool, though. Awesome. Lamb. Sorry, Jala. <laughs> uh, you, dude, I don't care what anybody else eats, and as long as they don't fucking give me any crap about what I eat, dude. No, you know? Damn it, leave um, me alone. So it's my plate. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving down here in the Turner household. But you know, you know, it is it is okay. You can celebrate torturing and exploiting natives anytime you want. You know, like it's all right. <laughs> wow. At this point, may as well go whole, whole hog. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. Bring we're just whole whole lamb, not hog. Yep. Yeah, whole lamb. Bring it, yeah, spit roast. I mean, if you don't like lamb, I hear I hear it's slightly different. When I ate meat, I have eaten lamb before. It's fine. I haven't. Hmm. I don't think I ever will. I think I'm allergic, so that helps. <laughs> you just automatically, you think you're allergic, therefore you are? Is that how that works? Uh, I had a bad reaction to some feta cheese that was 70% goat milk, or sheep milk, so, you know. I'm like, wait, goat, sheep, them. goat, sheep, not a quote. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 it was a mix. It was goat and milk. Go, uh, goat, goat and milk, milk and in milk. that cheese. Goat yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I love it. It was a taurine. It was actually a taurine. No, no, no. But yeah, so I don't think goat and sheep will ever be on my plate. But hey, man, I hear it's fun. Whatever. Fair enough. Well, New have, have your meat of choice. New Zealand's famous for its lamb. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And it's springs. I smelled them. <laughs> That's right. What a ridiculous thing. Yeah, so so for <laughs> listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about, um, I, I, my dad has been doing the grocery shopping because my mom um, had an, a fall and she's wheelchair bound right now. And um, he just picks up stuff um, that normally my mom wouldn't buy. And he bought like a brand of um, dishwashing, you know, dish soap that my mom would never buy. And I'm looking at it and I just start laughing my ass off because it says New Zealand spring scent. And I'm like, <laughs> what? This? Okay. Mm. <laughs> so I had to post it to Twitter and give Vader some shit and be like, yes, first, first yeah. I smell your springs, then I come for your life. You know? <laughs> So. <laughs> the funny thing is, I guess it, it seems silly to me, but I just bought um, air freshener yesterday. Uh, that's Hawaiian Breeze, and so I guess it's the same <laughs> thing. Which uh, which brand? Uh, there is a Hawaiian Breeze that I approve of, and it yes, it does remind me of back home. Oh, good. Um, I think it's Airwick. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's yeah. There the was one. I think it's I think bad. that's the one that I used for a long time before I just like. Uh, it's very floral, so that's why I well, like it. Until, mm-hmm. until, yeah. until I turned into a weird um, drugless hippie and decided that I was going to make like my mm-hmm. own stuff out of like uh, essential oils and things. But you know. Mm. I that would be better. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, it is a lot better because, like, the commercial air fresheners, they put like chemicals and stuff that actually like line your nose. And I've got enough problems with allergies and stuff as it is. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's my dog. She's stinky, so I... <laughs> yeah, that would do it. It's my dad. He's stinky. <laughs> well, actually, since we're talking, we brought up Hawaii so randomly. I've been wondering... I watched Moana recently. Have you guys seen oh, it? Yeah. I don't watch anything. I had to watch it several damn times, yes. So, it's, it's a bit of a blend, because... I guess yeah. I am from a Pacific island, just like you are, Ko. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just from a very cold <laughs> southern... Yeah, very, very far south. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like it was a big hybrid of all the Pacific island cultures. Yeah. Would you agree? It was. Is, yes, is very much so. Is Maui in the legends of Hawaii? I had to uh, research uh, specifically the names Moana and Maui. And apparently Maui is uh, like a name given to a specific type of demigods. Um, so th- there are several Maui. In fact, the Maui that um, I'm familiar with, he has a like he, he has a specific name, and I, I don't remember what it's uh, what it is exactly. But he's just one of a few Mauis. I think one of his brothers is also a Maui. Oh, so it's a title. And, um, and, and- yeah, Hawaii. yeah. And the name Moana itself, it just means ocean, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, Cause there's, she's, yeah. there's a lot of crossover between the languages, between Samoan, Tongan, mm, and mm-hmm. Mo- even Maldi. And Maldi is the most yeah. different, because um, I guess they've been separated yeah. the longest. But see, Yeah, and if you look at the names um, between Hawaii and I think, uh, well... Definitely, you can tell in Moana, the dress is definitely more towards um, uh, where you guys are, Polynesia. Um, Hawaii is kind of, yeah, yeah. isolated in the middle of that big old pond. So there are some things that look more actually like further out towards the, the west where you are, uh, as opposed to specifically Hawaiian themes in that uh, particular movie. But I, it was really good overall, I thought. Yeah, it was a good blend, because, um, to explain why I'm asking, because Maui's actually uh, is a legend. He's kind of like Hercules in Mo- mm-hmm. Maori legend. Mm-hmm. He's a specific person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the yeah. stories... That's what I thought, too. Uh, the stories that in the movie refer to, like him slowing the sun, mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. specific legend in, in New Zealand. Yeah. And the yeah, fish yeah, hook, yeah. he actually raised up. The, um, the North Island, because there's the oh, two yeah. major islands. There's the South Island, which was his his canoe, his waka, mm-hmm. and then he, mm-hmm. him and his brothers raised up the North Island, um, yeah. which was a giant stingray. Um, oh, that's and cool. the legend goes. We didn't get that on our version. The legend goes that the reason why has so, we so have so many mountains and hills and valleys is that Maui went went off and told his brothers just to to watch the the giant fish, and they got hungry mm-hmm. and started trying to carve it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, helpful. Something like that. And so I was, I was just curious. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, but we have good. I guess we have good mountains for snow and uh, for skiing and yeah. and forests. But um, so yeah, I was just curious because yeah, Maui's a specific um, person in legend, kind of like a Hercules in, in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and it, it seemed more the aesthetic seemed more like specific island. It is, yeah. I would say. So it seems like they've taken Although, cultures and blended it, which is fine. It was, I thought it was a fun yeah. movie. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, if you stayed for the end credits, uh, they have like a long list of people who were uh, uh, con- consults for how the story should be oh, told. Okay. Yep. And it seemed like a lot of them came from uh, like just all over uh, the whole little uh, Pacific Rim area. So yep. that helps. 
Like my only um, my only gripe with uh, that particular world setting is uh, they went with coconut instead of maybe like uh, was it breadfruit? I think that one is a little bit more uh, the staple food if um, you're going to be with the Polynesian islands. Uh, I think Hawaii is taro, but not too many people know what taro is. Oh, you said taro, taro is very pop common in, in Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji. They all have their own kind of okay. version of it. Um, okay. Coconut's very, very heavily used in Samoa. Oh, okay, um, okay. No. They use it. They use it a lot in their, their cooking as well. Their palusami. Okay, so that's is, not so bad. Yeah, and and this is just me coming from like uh, thinking it was going to be like straight up Hawaiian, and it, it's not. Which is uh, that is. Probably the best way they could have done it. Well, yeah, because it, it seems like it is. That's what the, I guess that's what a lot of Americans would think. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they have nothing else to compare exactly. it to. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the whole volcano setting of the of of the story seems very Hawaiian. Yeah, um, I, I was very happy with that last bit. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's our cultural corner on the dark inside. <laughs> Way off topic. Sorry, people. Um, that's how the whole yeah, show's okay. going to go. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and so I guess we have to cover, cover the weather because we don't want the, mm-hmm. the volcano gods erupting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have to cover it. And um, <clears throat> Jala, how is it in... Texas at the moment. Well, right now it is a nice 73 degrees out, sunny and bright and whatever, and it was like um, 35 this morning. <laughs> so it's like mm-hmm. always a, mm-hmm. at this time of year, there's like a 40 degree difference from morning to sunshine to nighttime again. So it's it's kind of tricky when you are like me and you are out doing a fitness because <laughs> like I'm outside doing a fitness <laughs> and then, uh, you know, yeah, a fitness. fitness. Yes. And so like I go out there to do a fitness, uh, whichever fitness I'm doing. And like, you know, especially like if I'm doing a long run or something and, you know, I'm running 16 to 18 miles and, you know, it's mm. 30 degrees when I start, but then it warms up and then it's like 60 degrees. It's kind of, you know, rough. Yeah. So, how, do you, how do you dress for that? Kind of um, thing? Basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, what I will usually do is freeze my ass off until I get moving. Uh, it is incentive to yeah. move faster. Oh. Um, that and like <laughs> uh, get like a, a windbreaker and do like, um, like I, I tend to do like a sleeveless shirt with some arm sleeves that I can pull off and just shove in my uh, hydration pack. So, you know, that mm. kind of a thing. But You're sounding tougher every time. Like you're just ripping your sleeves off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, don't need these anymore. <laughs> you go well, on you know, like um, I, I just recently finished my Spartan trifecta, and next year I'm going to be going in for my endurance mm. trifecta, which is even more hardcore, with the longest race being like 12 hours. So, you know, like since mm. the last time I've been on, I've, I went up a few levels. Yes, <laughs> I know. I've been I've been hearing, and it's very impressive. Well, I survived. Huh? I have a trail marathon in a couple of weeks. Yay. I still have time. <laughs> uh. I, I just don't care. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> I can't be bothered to move that fast. See, I, I actually used to subscribe to the uh, belief that if I can't get there by walking, I don't need to get there. Uh, <laughs> that was yeah, that was my yeah. opinion for a very long time, but... Uh, I'm the type of person who I realize that if I generally dislike something, like I totally hated running, the reason why is because I was not good at it or I didn't think I was good at it. And 
you know, or I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with it. And the best way to um, get past that would be to do it and see what happens. And yeah. honestly, I like trail trail running a lot more because I don't I don't like running on a road. It's boring, and it also is like harder yeah. on your body because of all the mm-hmm. concrete and you know all that stuff. Yep. But um, hmm. so I like trails because like you know there's more to do. You have to stay actively alert because you know you run into creatures and there's <laughs> you know streams mm-hmm. to ford and rocks to climb and shit. So. Yeah. You know, and then Spartan races and things like that, obstacle courses, those are fun to me because that's like you change gears every once in a while and now you're doing something different like scaling a 10-foot wall or, you know, like crawling under barbed wire oh, okay, or okay. something. So, you know. Oh, so that's that's the uh, the hardcore Spartan and Spartan trifecta. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? That's cool. So. You need to come to New Zealand oh, uh, and do some of the outtracks. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Go to New Zealand. That's the place to be. I know. Like, surely you've heard of the Iron Man. Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Hopefully you'll have a chance to go out to the islands and get that oh, done, No, too. see, the thing is, is that, like, I actually don't really have a lot of interest in doing a triathlon. Uh, just because, like, oh, okay. I get really bored Bikes of... Suck. Well, those are really expensive. <laughs> to have a good tri triathlon bike is very, <laughs> very bikes. expensive. And that's yeah, that's yeah. a big problem. It's just, like, the expense of the, the bike bit. And then, too, like... If mm-hmm. I'm going to train hardcore for to do something for hours and hours, I would rather it be something like a an OCR, a Spartan race, or something where um, I have overall strength and agility and whatever, uh, and can change tasks very quickly. Like it's more applicable to use in my actual life than um, oh. you know, and mental toughness and things like that than it is mm-hmm. for you know something like a triathlon, which you know that's not so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it is hard. But it's a different type of. It seems more or less like torture. Really. <laughs> it's a different type of hard, but I mean, you know, like I've, I, I, we had, is, we had um, Hurricane Harvey with biblical flooding um, just a few months ago, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean when I'm talking about the Spartan races with the mental fortitude and the physical capacity. I had to bail water out of my house for like hours and hours by hand <laughs> to keep my mm-hmm. entire house from flooding, and so like. I was only able to do that because of my training. We would have, like, I already lost a lot of artwork and a lot of materials and things, but I would have lost mm-hmm. so much more if it weren't for the fact that I was physically able to do these things. And, you know, between that and my, you know, parents, like my mom having an accident recently and things, I I need to physically be capable of more than just a normal person <laughs> for a lot of reasons because I have to shoulder more than a lot of people do. I've got to take care of mm-hmm. two disabled parents and, you know, yeah. so, so yeah, like that's no, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's it's very impressive. Yep. No, that's a good reason mm-hmm. to go after it. So you, there's a, tra- a race here in New Zealand called the goat. Um, uh-huh. and it's, I- it's a half marathon off road through the mountains Ooh, yeah. and you drop, start at like 1600 meters mm-hmm. above sea level yeah. and you drop down to a thousand and then head back up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's huh. rough. It, it, yeah. You're on all fours for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is interesting. My brother's done it. I meant to do it, but then, hmm. yeah, things happen in life. We had Aria mm-hmm. and we, I had to finish the house being built because our builder ran away. Yeah. Yeah. And stole mine. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I didn't end up doing it. But yeah, it's every year. So that'd be, I think you'd like that one. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's um, trail races and stuff in different parts of Texas that, you know, because Texas is very large. So there's a lot of different types of scenery. And there are some up in the mountains, mm-hmm. um, you know, over to the west that uh, I may be doing at some point. And Co, what's the weather like in your neck of the woods? 
Well, actually, Jala's covered my weather because uh, we're in the same state, and my weather's were. only. Yeah, we've only deviated like a point away from what Jala uh, covered. So, I mean, if you haven't looked it up already, uh, seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit. It's about twenty-two degrees yes, Celsius. So that's yeah, that's that's about as different as it's going to get. How about you, Peter? Um, well, actually, it's been very similar. Um, where I'm from, it's we get the cold. Um, Antarctic wind, so a wind chill mm-hmm. factor is pretty good. Uh, we do have oh. we do have a good summer though, um, but it's been exceptionally hot for this time of the year because we're just starting summer. And mm-hmm. in fact, my grass and my lawn is turning brown, which is unusual for Wellington because uh, yeah. we usually have mm-hmm. enough water. Mm-hmm. And so it's been yeah exceptionally hot. The the news reports say it was twenty two yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thursday, sorry, mm-hmm. two days ago. Oh. Um, but our car thermometer said it was up at twenty eight at our house. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it was quite hot for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So twenty eight's uh, like ninety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that's just about as hot as I like it to be. Yeah, but um, not much over that. So it's pretty warm. Um, but also mm-hmm. on Thursday, your Thanksgiving Day, 23rd of November, me and my wife celebrated 10 years of marriage. Yay! And Congrats. Congratulations. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, we, went, we went out to the movies, came home, and like our room faces like the afternoon, evening sun, and our room was just too hot. We were like, Ooh. open all the windows yeah. and just like, yeah. wait for it to go. It's like, this is too hot. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't sleep yeah, in yeah. that kind of weather. Um, but today, it's a little, it's overcast, uh, so it's cooled down a little bit. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. So it's our weather. Done that. Been there, done that. Let's talk about things in the gaming news. Uh, everyone should be covering this. All the major news outlets should be covering this news. Yes. Um, congratulations. Get with the times, people. Exactly. IGN, GameStop, GameSpot, whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kotaku, all you guys should be reporting on this. Uh, congratulations to uh, Jeremy Greer. Yay! Um, Yep. For reaching 100 episodes on the fantastic Don't Give Up Skeleton. Yahoo! Twice as long as he expected it to go. <laughs> twice, yes, twice as long. He's just saying that. He knows it was going to be awesome. <laughs> He's just trying to be humble. <laughs> it's a good substrate, got to say. Yep. But yeah, well done. Uh, it's really exciting. It's been fun hearing all the people and all the different people who've come into, I guess, our wider community through that podcast. Yay. It's very cool. Uh, on to the next thing I thought was interesting. Uh, back to Hawaii. Yep. It's, a, it's a theme of our Yay. show. Uh, Hawaiian breeze. <laughs> <laughs> it's very floral. Uh, EA, it's very it floral. Really. <laughs> See, the, I'm, I'm assuming because I've, I've lived in Australia, been to Australia a few times, and it gets quite tropical there. Is it just like a quite sweet mm-hmm. smell oh. in Hawaii? Oh, if, EA is, if, if, if EA is floral, mm-hmm. it's a corpse flower. Those smell terrible. Oh, so it smells yeah. like butts or corpses, really. Yeah. Probably be better if it smelled like butts, but as I understand it, some corpse flower displays actually had corpses by it, and nobody oh. noticed because of how stink yeah. it is. They had to put warnings up to these flowers when they're on display at the botanical garden saying, if there's a body next to it, that's not part of the display. Please <laughs> report. Yeah. That's creepy. No, uh, so that yeah, is very creepy, but that's how they attract flies, which is how they pollinate. Uh, Hawaii, on the other hand, is, I think it's because of the type of, um, uh, not architecture, landscaping that we, we try to do. Yep. Uh, it try to use tropical plants, which means usually non-native, but we're getting better about it. Mm-hmm. So flowering trees are part of the scenery and it, it does get very, uh, fragrant 
in a nice way, uh, <laughs> not in a corpse flower kind of way, not especially in an around. EA um, way. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, EA. But yes, it does get very floral, especially on uh, the dry side of my island where I came from, Hawaii. The the one called Hawaii yep. uh, tends to have a lot of plumerias. So, Yay. so so about EA. It's under, under investigation. investigation by Hawaii for predatory practices Good. because it killed things and put it next to a corpse flower. Absolutely. And they're banning children I mean, from monsters. playing their games like Star Wars Battlefront 2 and stuff because they might cause them to die. <laughs> no, not really. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no, so, so, so. <laughs> anyway, um, they, they, anyway, um, the uh, state representative says that uh, it is a Star Wars theme online casino. Damn it. He said it's a it trap. It is a trap. I can't believe it's he said trap. it with a straight face, it. too. It's a trap. Don't <laughs> do it. Trap. It's a trap. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually them. really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, oh, the <laughs> game or the, the loot boxes? Uh, more than or no, the corpse flower? Not the corpse flower. Of, the, with the, the little children the, under the it that died of, because of EA. <laughs> the, oh, God. The, the state of Hawaii are actually continues. doing something about it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's great, but like... I think, um, like, on the yeah. serious, I don't know how many people are going to be paying attention to Hawaii. Like, everybody's been ignoring Hawaii <laughs> since its uh, its absorption into the United States. But I, I'm personally happy that yeah, they're yeah, calling it's, them out. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, it, it is good <laughs> yeah. because, you know, kids will seriously be, like, addicted. We'll, we'll get addicted to getting yeah. those loot boxes, and that is seriously yeah. a problem because that will also predispose them if they start with that kind of a thing to, you know, gambling in other ways, too. So, yeah, like, I, I can totally mm-hmm. see the point. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, it's just, I want it out of our games. Like, I understand uh, loot boxes to an extent, but I, I've just never liked them. Like, and it's just getting more and more mm-hmm. in your face mm-hmm. and stopping the game from functioning. Yeah, see, the way yeah. that I like it, I approve of it being done is like, uh, okay, I play Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. And in Guild Wars 2, um, they give you like a, a birthday box of stuff, and uh, like, it is just automatically at your annual. You know, you have made a character day. Uh, they give you a box of stuff. And there's usually, like, there's there's certain things that are always the same in every box. But then there's some stuff that's just randomized. And I like that because that's like, you know, uh, it, it encourages you to play the game and to make different characters and things like that. But also, it's given to you by the game. It's not a thing that you can, you know, necessarily get... Um, you know, by paying money for it. Although I, I don't know, I haven't actually looked in their uh, in-game store in a while. So somebody might be like, you know, slamming their fists on their on their steering wheel, going, "Damn it, John, it's a lie!" But I mean, at least for a while, <laughs> it was the case that the only randomization, you know, random box equivalent that they had was their um, birthday gift thing. And I'm okay with that because that's like you you get it because you're playing the game and everybody gets one, and it's not like not something that you are exactly. forking money That's over fine. for in the equivalent of, as they say, an online casino or yeah. something. Um, actually, on the level, uh, you uh, I can't remember if you were on this episode. It was discussed on the level podcast about this. You were you just quiet. Oh, I, I, I was yeah, on that yeah, episode, yeah. but they were getting all up in. Mm. I, I was yes. quiet because there was nowhere that. for me to be. I was like, all right, I'm going to step off mm. it. <laughs> I'm going to step off it. I'll was, let them I will let them hash that on, out. On I, I'm not going to get them that. 
it was the progression of take how long yeah. it takes to earn some of these characters, but or you can just spend money and buy them. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. One of the big, exactly, and one yeah, of the pay big to differences win, pay to play, I think you know, that wasn't kinda. discussed is like, yeah. Well, no, I think it was brought up. Is that yeah? There's a progression in old like shooters. I was a big fan of um, Bad, Battlefield Bad Company Two on the PlayStation Three, and you were constantly mm-hmm. unlocking weapons as you went along. So if you get everything you wanted, it might take a while, mm-hmm. but there was always something along the way. Uh, and you didn't have to pay for it. You could, I think, mm-hmm. from memory, you could actually buy the unlock pack, but you, you didn't feel like you had to, whereas it really seems now you kind of right. have to. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem if it's something cosmetic that you are, you know, paying your extra for or getting in a, a loot box or whatever, because that's that's cosmetic. I mean, that's not... It doesn't affect the actual gameplay, but if you get, like you know, actual better stuff yep. and you can Well, see, I, I actually do have an issue if it's so. random cosmetics still. Like, I have real issues with Overwatch. Um, yeah. That's one of the reasons yeah. why I don't yeah. like the game. Um, yeah, well, see, um, again, in Guild Wars, uh, you you can get, <clears throat> excuse me, you can get, like, specific outfits or, you know, whatever that you can buy and you, you know what you're buying. Exactly, you, you should be able to buy it. It's not randomized. Uh-huh. But... Well, because otherwise, like, if you get a random box, is it random, but it's still, like, you know, like, well, no, it wouldn't be able to, you know, be, like, the character that you're playing exactly. because you play, you can toggle out between them. So, no, you, yeah, so you might be just getting a lot of, you know, cosmetic stuff from people you never mm-hmm. even use. And, and yeah, that's So sucks. you could spend money to try and yeah, get the one you want, sucks. get it, and then you get a free box because yep. you level up the next time you play and you get it then. But, you know, the thing is, is that what I was thinking about with the the whole, um, you know, Battlefront 2 issue, too, is, you know, card games have been, collectible card games have been a thing for a long time. And it's also a, you know, pack. You buy a pack and you don't know what's in it and kids go crazy buying mm-hmm. those. But, you know, and it is also a, a gamble of sorts on what you're going to get and whether or not it's going to be crap. And then you buy more of yeah. them. So, I mean... I, how how different is it? How different? I I don't really know. That's I'm, not, I'm just posing the question here. How different is it? You know, from the collectible card game. When you ask idea, Brian, he's addicted to the difference. <laughs> oh no! Oh, name it. Yeah, yeah, Come right. on, Vader. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just gonna say, there's a reason why casinos don't hand you baggies in plastic and let you open them. Uh, everything is bright lights and flashing. Uh, you know, marquees. Because it's just more visually attractive. You open up a card packet. It's not the same as... Uh, have you seen um, the loot boxes? I think it's for... What is that? All of Call them of Duty? Are, yeah, is all of them what's out right now? quite extravagant. Nope. Yeah. Flashy. Yeah. There's like a particular type of uh, jack-in-a-box kind of pop-up... Uh, Okay, yeah. so it's like giving you the dopamine. Yes, because like, you see yeah! the box, it lands in front okay. of you. There's a little Sweet. fanfare that goes off, and then okay. bam, you disappointment. Oh so you God. want to push and that button and again. Shit fly out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. visual sound. It's all specifically made to give you that dopamine squirt, so you want more of it right off the bat. Instead of like you know, you cut open that okay. stupid plastic foil for your cards, you pull them all out, and it's like, oh, okay, well, there's no yeah. fanfare. You can leave yeah. the and, shop and right away. Fair, like as Brian said before, he doesn't buy blind packs. He buys the cards he wants to build a deck now. 
Oh, yeah. you could do that. Oh, yeah, sure. And the cards, there is at least you have something yeah. like a card. But these these are games that are are digital and the online only. They could not exist yeah. within a, a year or two. Obstensively free. Yeah. yeah. If they decide to shut down the servers, exactly. you've yeah. lost everything that they ever gave and you. So I, yeah. I just yeah. I really dislike this practice, especially being yeah. I got two kids. I've got a friend. I've mentioned it before on the podcast, oh, yeah. but years ago on the um, Halo Five um, rec packs they had, and it was the similar thing, but. It was like digital blind card packs and how they did it, and it, but it was pay to win, like, mm. and I didn't like how it worked. But oh. a friend of mine's son got right. onto his Xbox mm. and bought five hundred odd dollars worth of rec packs. Yeah, because that's another that, problem. That, that, that oh, visual oh, thing, this like, little kid is yeah. seeing. He he just loves seeing them open. He's like, Dad, I just they just look cool. I want sure. I want to yeah. see more. And he didn't mm-hmm. realize he was spending the money. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like the people on yeah. the. Um, yeah. The company side, they're not going to see that it's a five-year-old using no, his dad's credit card. They hope it is. That's the thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, trying to yeah, right. cover your ass kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, hoping. Yeah. They're hoping, yeah. Like, if a, if an adult walks into a casino, like, you know, you can immediately tell, hey, look, you know, this person is at least walking age. He can be out in public by himself. Well, you hope. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. yeah I just think Maybe. it's good that someone is doing something about it. And the video, so. the video. Um, oh yeah, it's true. In the announcement, mm-hmm. the press conference was hilarious. Like it had like the state <laughs> official. It had the mum. It had it had the, yeah. the Christian um, advocacy group, like the interfaith, which which was it was yep. cool that it was from. Which is hilarious because they got a whole bunch of different denominations, and they're like, "Yeah, no, this is gambling. Yeah, well, we don't it, like it." It's good. Like, you, anytime we can yeah, be unified, yeah. and if, like in different religions, is always a good thing. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, common yeah. ground. Oh, we, for we all, sure. We're all humans, sure. and so I like that. But then you get the gamer on, and he was just like so gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, this kid. Uh, I grew up Lord. with like several kids like that in um, school. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> mm-hmm. thought that was kind of fun. Um, it was good. Yeah, so the the moral of the story is watch EA and stay away from it because it will kill <laughs> your children and put them next exactly. to the Exactly, exactly. Oh, Chala, you are yes. like mine like a steel <laughs> trap. Swear to God. Um, <laughs> what are we looking at? Sorry for totally derailing your news article. I love it, Vader, because you're just like <laughs> valiantly trying oh, yeah. to push on with the show. I'm the little, little train who could. <laughs> I think I can. I think he, I he's can. RK. <laughs> he keeps this uh, car going yeah. forward. Um, <laughs> Vaguely forward. I mean, we're still on the road. Okay, so. It's, it's kind of like there's a there's a mountain here um, called Mount Taranaki, um, and it's it's very much like Mount Fuji, kind of, but it's a lot lot smaller. It's just like oh. out of nowhere. It's flat, and they've just got a sticky up mountain. And I've climbed it before, and oh, no. there's a part that's just loose mm-hmm. rock. And it's so, like you have to keep moving or you'll start oh, yeah. sliding back. That's mm-hmm. what this podcast is like. Cool. Uh, Sweet. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. We're stepping, I've, we're I've stepping achieved forward and we're sliding back. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, Yay. Next thing, but the more positive article, and it's a game that I think is fantastic, mm-hmm. and more people need to play this game Hellblade. If you have a PS4, you need to go buy it like right now. It is just amazing what they've done. Um, mm-hmm. ooh, it's also on that. Steam now, I think. Ooh, that means that yeah, I can play it. Yay. So, Hellblade. People don't know. It's made by Ninja Theory. It's a it's a middle range game. It's not AAA. They don't have it. They self published, mm-hmm. 
and it's not indie because they've obviously mm-hmm. been they've done that before. So it's yeah, they wanted to prove that they could make a game in that middle ground that wasn't pixel art and that wasn't Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront Two. Um, yeah, and they have turned a profit, and I think that's great. 500 copies within three months. They were hoping to do that within six months. So they've kind of, you know. They've hit their goal. Well, yes, they've exceeded their the goal. Time, the time range. And I think it's fantastic uh, what they've achieved. Uh, it's, I think Cliff has referred to it as a masterpiece. Uh, sound design is yep. phenomenal. Uh, visually, it looks fantastic. I've said, we've all said this before, but I just want to uh, wax lyrical about it give them some sugar it's just such a good game like it's um there's no hud but you never feel like you don't know what you're doing it, it so it treats the gamer with respect um if yep so vader i, I need to ask one. you questions very this important. one doesn't have course <laughs> no so so yeah. no no if if you were to make a Hellblade cake since you were talking about oh, sugar no. it made me think about confectioner Ooh. sugar what would it look like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a burning tree with a lot of bodies hanging <laughs> off of it, probably. Uh, Yay! I, I think I went somewhere a bit, a bit nicer. <laughs> I think I would maybe do the pattern, the Celtic pattern, on the back of the mirror that she has on her hip. Cool. Hmm. Uh, cool. Okay, you, you can move on a, with your... You can move on. Better than my idea. Time. I just had to uh, insert that. If I want to be a bit more morbid, she carries a, a head of... I yeah, believe it's her for lover husband. or something, right? Somebody... Her husband, yeah. And it's, it's, husband. it's bandaged up, so that would be a really yeah. fun one to do with fondant icing. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, you can move on with your story, but this is like where my brain goes while people are talking. No, if it's anybody, fine. <laughs> if anybody um, wants to know where I am ever, okay. That's fine. Um, I do, I'm actually, I'll be first time, I've done uh, ganache glaze before uh-huh. on cakes, uh, but today I am trying to do a mirror glaze finish. Ooh, cool. So for the Thanksgiving cake, yeah. So Neat. I attempted to try red, white, and blue for the American colors, like marbled thing. <laughs> yeah, just got to get it on thing, on point. Good on you. Anyway, yeah, I just super awesome Hellblade. It's it's not, and they did. They were really nice. They weren't cynical about it. They could have easily done what EA does or these other games do and release the game at full price. Mm-hmm. You know, full price with the quotation mm-hmm. marks. Yeah whatever that is, but they released it at half, you know, like yep. about half price of a full retail game yeah. because it's a short experience. Yeah, yeah I, actually, I I'm, I'm looking at it on uh, uh, Steam and it is $30 regular price, but on sale right now for the Black Friday sale thing, so. Yep. You just want to definitely uh, get some time where you can play this game with a nice headset or surround sound because I hear the... Uh, uh, the audio oh, cues are yes. really spot How long on. of a game is so it? So good. What kind of game is How it? How long of a game oh, is it? Oh, long. It's about six hours. Okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> like, I ask yeah, because, like, I, I just came off of playing, like, a 50 to 60 hour long game that made me want to flip a table. So, like, I, I'm, I don't often do the very, very long games. Yes. I, I like it's the shorter. Have a shorter I like, game. Yeah, I like shorter games. Mm. So. Yeah. And... Yeah, a shorter but game it, that looks awesome. It has like I've actually found it hard to play consecutively long periods because it's a very heavy game. Yeah. You're getting visually, it's it's very yeah. um, stunning and quite uh, extreme. It does it's lots of crazy things happening visually. The audio is very very um, 
not scary, but kind of it balls the tension. It, it, it's it intense. Takes, it as takes I a lot it. to absorb it, mm-hmm. and so it's very mentally draining in a way, but in a really good. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me yeah. from you talking about that reminds me of uh, when I was streaming uh, the first like hour and a half of Resident Evil 7 uh, a little bit ago. I want to say it was it was on Halloween. I was stre- streaming that. So, um, yep. yeah, that one's one where um, I just had to set it down after like an hour and a half. Not because like, you know, oh, I'm sick of the game or, you know, uh, oh, I'm so scared because I don't I get scared by like anything. I'm just, you, you should go watch my stream and just see how I comment <laughs> and what I do when I play that game. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's me playing any any game that's supposed to be scary. It just doesn't work. So um, anyway, um, yeah, like it was still visually and, you know, uh, auditorially so um intense that i was just like i just need to not be looking at the screen or hearing it for a while i'm gonna set it down now so i found hellblade a lot like that um it's just very good so so they just go go play yeah so they um released it cheaper and then then that's i guess i was that point they've done i'm just happy that they've done so well with it because it proves that we don't have to have these slime buckets well the the thing (laughs) Um, the thing from the article though that i wanted to talk about look vader i'm so i'm so responsible i brought us back to the point um the final step is to share our commercial model and digital sales data for the benefit of other developers the more data we have for alternative business models Mm -hmm. the more developers can take informed commercial and creative risks so. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's... Hint, hint. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. It's not the only way to, to make <laughs> to make money is doing what... Yeah. It's just they want to make all the money, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these EAs and Activisions. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, you have like a theme on all these stories for sure, dude. I know. I just <laughs> You just got like way up on a tip without realizing it. That's great. But this is all stuff that's you know. It's I, I important enjoy though, um, because like okay, so so the yeah. last story I guess I'll I'll mention that um, Go. is uh, that this is uh, CD Projekt um, Red was talking about um, their upcoming game Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and um, mm-hmm. you know so people were concerned about it, um, you know being like a game as a service type of thing, and they popped on Twitter and said, nope, you know, uh, what we mean about, you know, this being, you know, a bigger deal than The Witcher 3 is that it's going to be a huge single-player open-world story-driven RPG, no hidden catch, you get what you pay for, no bullshit, just on- honest gaming like with Wild Hunt. We leave greed to others. Everybody slam <laughs> it on EA, dude! Dunk! Yeah. And that's especially uh, resonant for this particular oh, yeah. genre of game, cyberpunk. Uh, the punk motion has always been against, like, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. man uh, keeping you down. And if they hadn't stayed true to that sort of um, yes. theming, yeah. I guess, even to their business practices, it would really show how little they know about cyberpunk. But I guess the next step is uh, to see what kind of story they I, tell I think that. that's great that you're just like... Well, by the way, because punks, like yeah, you make the game, and therefore you must become punks, the game. <laughs> like you, you become the punk. Please, I love it. You're gonna tell a story. <laughs> well, I, 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 it is kind of funny because yeah, obviously we don't expect them to become punks, but it would be awesome to see the whole studio wearing like mohawks and 
Well, it's just it's just kind of great. Well, because I'm just imagining them on some mountain somewhere in New Zealand, you know, sliding down the rocks and meditating, trying to become the cyberpunk. (laughs) You know, this is this this is the rolling train wreck of my brain. So, like, this is this is how it goes. I'll I'll continue to narrate what's happening in my brain. At the bottom of that mountain is the corpse flower and all of EA's victims. Yes, (laughs) yes, with all the dead children killed by EA's hands. How dare they! So heartless. And now that you said heartless, I'm thinking about Kingdom Hearts, and those are thrown, the heartless are thrown in there, so. So then does that mean EA has, like, a whole separate division where all their, um, what is it, the, the, there's the heartless, and then, okay, no, sorry, yeah, okay. derailing, Continuing forgetting. Just, um, next, quick, quick, next. eject, eject. <laughs> sorry. <I> was, Hater. <laughs> Get out Save of here. Us. I was going down that, that path. I was going down. <laughs> <laughs> We were all sliding oh, no. down no, I don't the know hill. where we were. Okay. But it's focus. I, I just, again, focus. what um, CD Projekt Red did with The Witcher is is very impressive. They completely turned the industry on its head to an extent. It was at a time when big developers and big studios were saying single players did, and then The Witcher released. Well, and, and not only and that, just, but yeah. they also released like, free DLC and, and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Just kept, they kept working mm-hmm. on yeah. it. Um, and I haven't actually bothered playing i played the, the beta i think for gwent but they even took the point where like okay people love gwent more than we thought they would we're going to actually take the time to make that a game and so they did well the and, don't and uh-huh. so i just think that's cool i really like the studio and i just want to support what they do well the unfortunate um, part of that article though is that they were talking about the um excessive hours and like overwork of the employees that is the unfortunate thing. And the way that they, mm-hmm. they broach that subject is just like yeah. making games like this isn't for everybody. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, you just have to yeah. suck it up and do it and deal with it, you know, which is unfortunate. Really? Yeah. I don't know if there's Not, any way to I, remedy I that, but it is game yeah. development is yeah, so. crazy. Well, yeah. Well, that is a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can add a couple of those but. devs to the bottom with the corpse flower and the children. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They've all gone hollow. It's okay. The cyborgs now. The, the cyborg punks. <laughs> Are they punk, though? No, they're meditating. That's right. Never mind. They're trying to be punk. They're becoming punk. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I do like you brought that up, Ko, though. The fact is, if you're making a game with a specific theming, yeah. and that you go against that in your practices, it just undermines that story yeah, yeah. In, the, in the first place. Immersion, so damn it. I like that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be cool. Cool. You, got, you guys got any other news or anything relevant or important to talk about? I'm never relevant. <laughs> uh, Except nah. when you dress. Not news, anyhow. Except when you dress like a... F- um. <laughs> no, uh-huh. No, Foot Clan Soldier. A furry? No. Was that going to happen? Foot Clan what happened? No, I'm not a fucking... <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna you start... You, you ended up on the F, and I might you know other word, so... If I ever go to New Zealand, I'm going to throw you off a cliff. <laughs> but if you do it dressed like a ninja, he'll never see you. He's obligated not to see you, because... I have to turn a blind eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> mm. um, 
Ah. I, I just got a message from a friend, um, and it reminded me that I wanted to mention this. Uh, yeah, Hellblade, he just, my friend's just bought, built a house, and he's like built in like surround sound perfectly Ooh. designed around his couch. Oh, oh God. And so I'm planning on going to his house uh-huh. and trying it in surround yeah, sound. Yeah, that'd be fun. So I'll report back. Cool. Okay. Okay. Although, before we scare anybody who hasn't played this game off, Cliff says it's super simple to play this game. You don't need anything that fancy. Standard surround sound headphones yeah, well, will no, be no, fine. No, not surround sound. But this guy is going... It's not surround sound. Oh, okay. You just need cool, standard cool, cool. stereo. Good. Um, even in better. Fact, surround sound is fake, according to what I've researched and found out. Surround sound headphones mm-hmm. are fake. I need it's to get a new oh, pair okay. of headphones. That's totally off the subject, though. But um, this, I've just got a $80 pair of, that's New Zealand $80, so it's like 50 American, um, pair right. of uh, stereo headsets, and the game is phenomenal audio. They use uh, binary yeah. audio. Yeah. No, is that what it's yeah. called? No. Binaural. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah. Bin- yeah, and binaural. Binaural. And that's the it, one. It, you actually can hear the voices in different locations and distances around Cool. And Yeah. See, the re- I have the game. I haven't played it only because I know I'm going to be just uh, drained yep. at the end of the session. And yeah. work has been pretty draining. So, like, now that it's the holidays, I think I'll traumatize me myself in uh, different ways. And perhaps I'll play this <laughs> first up. Yeah. Uh, be sure to report back and let us know how that, uh, yeah, that setup works. Um, I'm curious about how it works in real st- uh, surround sound system. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the game does say play in headphones, so I, it may not be any better. Um, may not. Mm. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah. All right. Should we talk about what we've been playing? No. I, I'm, just, I'm just... No, <laughs> I'm I want to talk. I am, I am Shana, just being go away then. and go for it. <laughs> say the thing about the thing. Do yeah. it now. All right. Who's, who's, who's started? Uh, who's that thing. Go, go. I'll go first. Okay. Stardew Valley, year yes. six. I stopped playing because uh, I thought I had done everything I needed to do, but it's I went back in. Uh, because Bloodborne can be a little intense. I just need something to relax. So I'm starting back up on Stardew Valley Year 6. And hopefully when uh, uh, multiplayer is going to be coming through for this game at some point, uh, even on the consoles. But I think PC gets it first. Uh, very excited to uh, do some shenanigans with my husband on uh, Stardew Valley. Is it... Is- is it going to be two-player that you have to have two different consoles, mm-hmm. or can you play on the same screen? It's not supposed to be split-screen. Um, you're, you're going to want two different consoles. And um, as I understand it, even if it's multiplayer, it's sort of like uh, the person whose uh, world you're in, uh, I think somebody likened it to a different game, but I can't remember what. Uh, the person on the farm has the ability to hire hands and... the you know, the, the, that's your friends. They come onto your farm, and you guys can do stuff together. Uh, but the main player is the one who decides uh, certain aspects about what gets done on the farm. So I don't think it's split screen at all. Um, at least that's what it says from the dev yeah, notes. I'd, I'd yeah, like it's, to play uh, on the Switch with yeah. my son, and that'd be if, was, if we could play on the same console, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. But it doesn't sound like it will. Um, no, I, I think I think. You're going to be on a switch, and he's going to have to be on a switch, and that's how okay, it's going to have to go. Buy me a switch. <laughs> buy me one first, because uh, I need no. one. I, I don't have one yet. <laughs> I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look into. The, sure. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 
Bloodborne, I guess, I don't know. I guess this could have been considered news, but not everybody loves Bloodborne chalices. Um, they've discovered uh, with some, and this isn't for everyone because this is save editing. Um, they've discovered new types of dungeons or they've created new types of dungeons. Um, when you create a dungeon in Bloodborne, you have the option of making them harder through uh, offerings uh, called Feeded, Rotted, or Cursed, but they've discovered a fourth type of uh, offering that you can't do unless you edit save called uh, Sinister. And this is not to be confused with the Sinister chalices, which allow you to invade other players. This is a right all on its own, so it's its own type of dungeon. And um, these have opened up, uh, it seems like higher tier um, like layouts for the chalices, so they're more deadly. It's also led to false depth dungeons where you can have a, a beginner dungeon, which is a layer one dungeon, but the enemies all have uh, the strength and uh, hit point pool from the lowest level, which is, I think, layer six, or is it layer four and five? I can't remember. So uh, now there's a bunch of people going back to Bloodborne because chalices have discovered some new, fun, horrible things for you to That's run cool. into. Um yeah, uh, but of course it's file, it's uh, save editing, so it's not accessible normally in the game. But through it, they have found like uh, the Burial Blade and the Chikage. You can now have low-level builds with those if you have access to uh, these chalices. And also very strong gems if you uh, have the wherewithal to uh, farm them. So yeah, the the Bloodborne Chalice community is going bonkers. I like... It feels like a real old-school game where you have people are discovering stuff, like, way later. I missed it in gaming. And so yeah. it's kind of fun hearing stuff like this. Yeah, well, also, I think um, a lot of the stuff for the chalices had to be cut off from um, completing. Because there was also an article I read where they wanted the chalices to appear different for each player. So, like, you might be summoned into your friend's... Uh, dungeon and he might be seeing everything one way but because of something with your character you see that that dungeon in a completely different way kind of like a indicating the the mental mm-hmm. state of your character i cool. assume based on the themes of bloodborne but it, it never resurfaced so here we have uh some more weird things that we're just finding in the back the non uh develop side of the game, I guess you could That's say. That's cool. And dipping into the territory yep. of Don't Give Up Skeleton, um, it's a shame mm. that Charles Dungeons were, in, in general, not well-received. I, I like them. I think I mm-hmm. like what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, because it means we want to get more. Because uh, I'd yeah. like to see what they do with it with a little bit more time and another go at it. But I don't think mm. we're going to get that now. No, probably not. No, I don't think so either. But I would like them to yeah. give it another go. Uh, despite how much, yeah, despite how much they wanted it to be a thing, it's they just never quite got that formula down. So maybe in Dark Souls uh, Eight or whatever, they'll finally have it perfected, <laughs> perfected like how they did the battle system in mm. Three. But yeah, I would like them to give it another uh, go. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Bloodborne Two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, perhaps, or maybe Kingsfield, because that would be another great one mm. to uh, put the the dungeon. Uh, exploring mechanics yeah, into. Uh, as far as Bloodborne sightseeing, um, there I just there's just so many weird things to find in this game. I've gone back into playing Bloodborne again because I uh, dragged my brother through his first playthrough, and there's 
but there's a lot of places to just sit back and <laughs> take pictures of things. Um, killed all the enemies. So I'm also doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they make it really difficult um, to, to get good shots. But uh, there, speaking of that, there is a user on Tumblr who actually, uh, they record everything. Uh, his example was the Lady Maria fight. And then he exports it, I think, uh, through Photoshop CS, and it breaks it down into frames instead of taking the screenshot with um, uh, the the built-in function because you can get uh, more precise uh, huh. stills when you bring it into Photoshop. And it, yeah, that, that is crazy. It's cool. like excessive, but, you know, hey, whatever works <laughs> for you. you it know? is. Um, but because... Because yeah. I just love the visuals in this game, uh, that is something I'm going to go ba- go back into doing. Uh, next up, let's try to keep this going. Near Automata, near Tomato. Uh, I'm trying to get through playthrough two. That is through A, B, C, D, and E. And hopefully this time I'll get Y. But I am reaching the end of uh, playthrough A, and I've stopped because I know what's going to come next, and it's so. I thought it was going to be, haha, this is fun, I know what to do, but I'm invested in these characters and it's hard going through. I hope I can uh, finish it before the end of the year, though. Yeah. Such a good I, game. I. Oh, you haven't... Uh, I, I liked yeah. it, but then I liked it less once I did more more of the endings, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the anomaly. Did you uh, yeah. get yeah. through B? Yeah. You um, did? I did all the main five endings, oh. the AB... Um, ah, interesting. Yeah, really, you only need five. If you're not if you're not interested, um, partway through C, it's there's probably no point. Probably, I, just, I didn't because that's when the story I really didn't goes. Like what they did with the story in the end, um, and I don't. I didn't like. Oh, yeah. I honestly think they were they were leaning and hinting at other things that they just did not cover, and, like, and I was very mm-hmm. disappointed. And since they didn't do really? it, really interesting because I, I thought. Yeah, I thought up until that point, all of the uh, side quests had pointed towards the main themes in um, C, D, and E. Um, That's cool. Uh, hopefully, maybe it's just because I'm weird. Yes. Uh, but one of the one of the things Perhaps that I thought so. they were going to do um, was that because yes. there's no humans on Earth anymore. <laughs> yeah, so spoiler alert, no guys! It's, that's what you're fighting for. You're androids. You know that. That's not. That's not too much of a spoiler. Like Earth has been abandoned. Well, when I went into the game, all those people in the resistance camp, I thought oh, they really? were all humans. Uh, I wasn't paying uh, attention uh, to the story yet, and I was like, "Wait, no, they're yeah. all androids. Are we all androids? <laughs> yeah, we are. Hello." But, but then there's a time where you learn about the. Yeah, it's. I honestly thought they were going to do the fact that all these robots were actually going to be. They exist and are controlled by human souls. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I thought they were going to go down the fact. Um, yeah, they... I see. I see, I see. I see where you could do that. But it might also be slightly... Um, I, uh, because that's already touched on in another game. So The previous game, in fact, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe. Um, it was yeah, it was kind of... It was a bit odd. Um, I, I really liked the game, and I thought it was fun, the gameplay, and it just... Mm-hmm. It got tedious, I guess, because I was trying to rush through it. And yes, it can get uh, tedious. Yes, yeah, there is that. And I just, yeah, I don't uh, know how it feels. I'm a, I'm a heartless beast. Like the yeah. sad. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it say, but I was, I was invested as soon as uh, C came around because um, 
Yeah. Uh, wasn't expecting it to take such a turn. Uh, but anyway, that's me. Uh, that's what I'll be working on for the next nice. month or so. Uh, who next? Jala, you want to talk about weird shit? Sure. Yes. All right. So I've, yes, I've been playing a few. Uh, first oh, one is Ki Resonance, which is a 2D fighting game that centers on one hit kill samurai duels. And uh, I played it on Steam, oh, but okay. I checked, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. actually also later released it on Android, so it is also on mobile phone. Um, I don't know how the hell that would work out, though, but whatever. Um, the first thing about this game that caught my eye, and the reason why I actually picked it up, is the visuals. Uh, because they are Sumie-style, uh, like a Japanese ink painting. Mm-hmm. And uh, the music is very contemplative, and it's shamisen and... Uh, taiko based music so it's really awesome oh. uh it was created by mm-hmm. yeah it's it's created by oh, uh, cool. belgian devs absorb reality and um they apparently did a lot of research into you know the um fighting of you know the the samurai and they they made everything um accurate to the sword play apparently um so it's a well-researched game. It focuses on creating more of a mind game uh, where you have to anticipate the next attack. And I know mm-hmm. that in all fighting games, it's it's a mind game, you know, but this one is all or nothing. Like one hit yeah. will decide what happens. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's why it's. I find it more contemplative because the pace is a lot slower and it focuses more on like fake outs and you know uh, more so than Hmm. in a fighting game, which is usually more fast paced. Uh, The timing of your stance switches because you can switch between um, forward stance, back stance, which is a um, counter stance, and then overhead, which is power, but of course leaves you open. Um, And. So there's different modes. There is dual one, you know, one-on-one where the duel only starts when the players get too close to each other. There's a rush mode where from the beginning of the round, players are just like running towards each other until both have struck. So like that, that super stereotypical like movie scene Hmm. where you see the two samurai run Mm -hmm. at each other and then, you know, the shing shing and then somebody dies and falls over. It's that. Um, There's 2v2 online play and things like that. Um, But there's also a bunch of mini games which help you to master all the stances, counterattacks, and timing. Um, and I definitely recommend that if you pick huh. this up or you know, do, you know play around with it at all to spend time in the minigame mode before you try to play your first match. Because I was just like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to play it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I, I went through the tutorial. It showed me how, what the moves were. And then I just, I could not win anything. <laughs> but, like, um, huh. then I was doing the minigames. And that was cool. Uh, then I, I learned how to do it. And then I was able to play it a little bit better. Um, basically, there are three types of minigames. There's the, uh, speed which is, of course, about fast action, reaction, and movement. I'm really good at that one because that's how I tend to like playing games is, is uh, speed-based. Um, strength, which is, you know, like the different timing of the different types of stances and things like that. And then mind, which I guess is puzzle solving. Like the first one was figure out how to make the pinwheel spin, but I was just like, Okay, I, I played around with it for like two minutes. I'm like, fuck this. And I just, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I am not going to mess with this uh-huh. anymore. But um, yeah, so it's a pretty cool little game. It's uh, pretty interesting. I think, you know, it would be a lot of fun to play it with somebody else face to face, more so than online or something like that, because like you have 
the anticipation if you have somebody next to you of kind of like noticing their movements and, and their breathing and stuff versus what is happening in the game, which is different than playing somebody online, which is why with most fighting games, I prefer right. couch, you know, fighting, you know, fighting in an arcade or on a couch or something yeah. with somebody in the room rather than online because you get a different feel. There's a, a, a different kind of, um, I don't know, energy to it. So... But well, there's actual real yeah. contest yeah, going exactly. there right next uh-huh. to you. It's you can banter with your person. You can group them when you beat them three times in a row. You can yeah, you can't do that online the same. See, way. like I I I I have to throw this out there. I hate it when people do that shit. Um, I used to I I I I've been in fighting games <laughs> off and on, um, and literally off and on to points where like right now I haven't really been playing fighting games very much. Um, but I was heavy into them for a while because, like, uh, I was dating a guy who was way into them. And he had all of his friends come over, and they would do that shit to each other, and I would just get mad, you know, just listening to them. <laughs> so I was like, you guys, sh- sh- fucking mm. stop being idiots, you know? And then it was funny because at one point, the first time that I started playing any of them in a fighting game, like, I would just stay out of it because I didn't like their attitude. But one time I decided to jump in and start playing. Mm. And then they were just like, oh, whatever, it's, it's you know, his girlfriend, you know? And then I beat their asses, and they were just, like, dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Shut up and back oh. off, you know. <laughs> but Decided to look at the uh, Steam yeah, page. But it's just like, yeah, it's like fucking cheap as hell. Totally pick it up. It's, Damn, it's worth doodling around with for, like, a little bit. Even if you don't, you know, stick with it, it is an interesting uh, play experience because it's it's different than anything else that I've played. Um, so it's it's an interesting mm. little game. So. Looks yeah, great. so there's that. Uh, second game I've been playing uh, is Burly Men at Sea. <laughs> it's a very short this? and extremely charming, whimsical adventure game. Uh, it's designed to be completed in a single sitting. Okay. And it's on Vita, PS4, and mobile. Uh, wow. So I it, I really think that it's meant to have a touch screen, though, um, because you can, like, uh, interact with things in the environment and you have to drag um you know the screen over and things like that so i think it's it's more a touchscreen thing so i would recommend it on vita or mobile more so than ps4 um it may play just fine it's it, on steam it's on steam okay as well. well there you go it's also on steam so i mean like it's in places um you follow the adventures of three brothers beard going out to sea to have adventures they are hasty beard brave beard and steady beard and every time you set sail from your village, you have four encounters uh, before the game ends, and then you end up back home one way or another. And you interact with the game to move the brothers in the direction, like I said. You can intervene, for example, and say there's a maelstrom that sucks you guys up, and you can make it disappear or make it a stronger storm by doing like manipulating the screen. Uh, you can keep a sea monster from closing its jaws around the brothers, or you can like let it snap the tree they're hanging out on in half and you know things like that like you can control it by you know actually touching on the screen and and making things happen so that's cool um rather than having like a choice pop up this is like a more action-oriented style of of choice um and it feels like you're moving through a children's book kind of but the writing is really really clever and worth spending the time with um it was funny because uh, you go into the coffee shop and you're just like, basically the the brother's beard find a map and it's blank. And they're like, well, let's go take it back to town because this was like a map that they found in a bottle out, 
you know, in their nets when they were out on the ocean. So they go back to town and they're talking to different people. And there's this one lady and they describe this lady as a loaf shaped woman. I love that. And, you know, she's just like, oh, I don't have much of an imagination. You better talk to somebody else and, you know, things like that. And uh, then you end up going to the coffee shop and the coffee shop owner is like, oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah, sit down and I'll make some coffee. And then he comes over and he's like, single origin espresso, I ground myself. And then the brothers are just like, what? And he's like, "Ah, coffee. Mm. And and then, like, you you come across these uh, (laughs) nymphs who are talking about um, this whale as if it is a giant god and, and they're, the speech that they're using about everything that's happening and the way that they're interpreting everything sounds like religious rhetoric, which is hilarious. And the way that it comes about mm. is, is really great. So like I said, I mean, the, the writing is definitely worth spending the time with and, and, you know, giggling over the art though is uh, simple and geometric and vaguely Scandinavian and ver- like a pastel palette. Um, the sound design is cool. It's a charming mix of instrumentation, like really simple instrumentation with a whole lot of mouth sounds. Like the birds are chirping, but it's actually a dude making a chirping noise. And when you visit the blacksmith, the hammer striking the iron is literally a guy going ching, ching, ching. So, um, that's good. And the kind of coolest thing of all is that, uh, there's a physical tie in where you can input the code from any of your adventures into the website and order a physical hardcover book of it with the tale of that particular story. And that would include all of the text and the visuals Mm -hmm. from the game, from what you played. So, yeah, and it is like definitely uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. something that is kid friendly, but also it has you know a charming enough and witty enough text that you will enjoy the experience as well. So uh, it was just a nice, fun nice. thing to just kind of like relax. I've, I've been having a lot of stress lately, so just relax and kind of chill out. So yeah, mm. do you know what my oh, favorite good. part is? Huh. That their beards eh? match their Yeah, boots. they totally do. And I love that. I love that. And they're <laughs> oh, color-coded. You know, like, I was trying to figure Holy out. Heck. Like, for me, I'm just like, Very okay, good. which one's Hasty Beard? And Hasty Beard walks a little bit faster. And Steady Beard is, like, the slowest one. But, like, I was trying to figure out which which color code was which, you know, name, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, it's a, fun, it's a fun little, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little game that. for sure. And, um, yeah, I would recommend people check that out. Uh, the last thing that I played is something more normal. Uh, I, I, For people who don't know, I play a bunch of different types of games. Uh, I, I do play a lot of random weird things no one's heard of, mm-hmm. but then I also play like normal uh, AAA type titles as well. Um, I played Castlevania The Dracula X Chronicles, which I know is older, but... Um, if you don't know what that is, it is the 2.5D PSP remake of Castlevania Rondo of Blood, which also includes a port of Symphony of the Night that you can unlock. It's the game that comes right before Symphony of the Night, where you play as Richter and Maria. So, like, if you played Symphony of the Night but you don't know who Maria is or, you know, what the deal is, is what what's going on exactly, this is, you know, mm-hmm. where that comes from. Uh so, Dracula yeah. rises the way he do, 
And Shaft kidnaps Richter's girlfriend, yep, yep. Annette, to be the bride of Dracula or some shit. And uh, when I was double-checking for info about the show, it was great because the wiki I landed on said about Annette that she's strong-willed and also dislikes the unfair. What is that? She also dislikes the uh-huh. unfair. Okay. Uh, you could just say that she has a sense of justice. They're like the undead. I mean, okay. Oh, there you so go. anyway, um, this game has branching paths and there's optional content. Like, for example, you don't even have to free Maria or any of the other girls. Uh, like the first time I mm-hmm. ran through a chunk of the game, mm-hmm. I missed Maria because she's in a prison down by the fish dudes that are always there with the platforms because they always have platforms and fish dudes in every mm-hmm. Castlevania 2D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's great when you roll up on Maria, though, because Shaft's standing there with his arms outstretched, and Maria's in this pillar of light, and then Richter walks up, and he's got this slow-as-hell strut, like, I'm a badass with my rodeo jacket. Because he, yeah. he, he looks like he's wearing a fucking rodeo jacket. He's yeah. got, like, a big cross on the back with studs on it. I'm like, okay. The bling, for real. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Shaft turns and says, that whip! Belmont, which that's fucking hilarious to me because I know the whip is a Belmont thing, but it just sounds ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, like Maria yes. is 12 years old, right? So Richter frees her and she's like, I'll help you. And he's like, with what? <laughs> and then she's like, her answer is we have to beat the bad man. <laughs> okay. I'm just imagining, I, I'm just imagining right, Richter would be face palming so hard until she summons a fucking dragon that flies at him, and suddenly, you know, he's like, "Oh, this some sir's business," you know. So, uh, yeah, well, how it plays comparatively, uh, it's kind of a bridge between old Castlevania and Symphony styles. Uh, there are stages, but you also auto save, so you can continue from the beginning of the stage that you left off of. Um, you move at one speed. You don't have a double jump or a slide or dodge or any of that stuff. And when you get on stairs, it's kind of like your feet are stuck to them. But you can jump off of them, although you th- fall through when you do. And if you get knocked back, you fall through the stairs also. Um, you have the usual whip. And unlike some of the oh, later yeah. games, you don't have the whip swings or any of that. Like, I haven't played all of the 2D Castlevanias. But, like, say mm-hmm. Circle of the Moon, for example, you can swing your whip around, control its direction or whatever. Um when you play Maria, this is great. She shoots white animals at people, and she's dressed in pink with this really long ponytail yeah. and has a super, super cutesy voice. So it's like the funniest thing in Castlevania, just seeing this little pink pink girl floating around going, hey! You know, and just like shooting white doves yeah. and shit. Like she's throwing cats at people. It's a Patronus. Yeah. She's casting Patronus. I don't even know what's happening. So, it, yeah. Uh, but she she has all the moves that Richter doesn't have. So she can roll, double jump, and slide. But, oh, dude, her slide is so weird. She slides on her belly, and she's wiggling her arms and her legs. And it's, like, if you slide across an entire screen, it's just, like, the <laughs> silliest-looking piece of shit ever in life. I'm just like, what is this? What is this? You know? So, like... <laughs> well, the thing is, anymore? her mobility is through the roof compared to Richter, and since I prefer mobility and speed, I like yeah. to play her more than Richter, uh, although her sound effects are so fucking cutesy that I just want to shoot her, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it's great, because, like, I can yeah, totally yeah. get behind something that's cutesy, just not in my Castlevania. Like, get the fuck out of my Castlevania, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, she gets special weapons too. Uh, she gets like a phoenix summon that moves her off screen, and then like fire rains down, and a songbook oh, yeah. where she goes la la la, and then music notes fly around and kill people, which is really weird. And a dragon summon that you know flies at mm-hmm. the enemy, or if you do the super summon, it looks like you know the Dragon Ball Z dragon flying around and you know attacking people, wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. But um, like yeah, the people that you save. So like you save a nun named Terra in stage three in an area that's full of dinosaur bones which is really kind of cool but then it's great she's like oh i'll find my own way out uh, okay dude you were just like in prison just now how the fuck are you gonna find your way out of here but anyway i was richter when i saved her and she thinks that he's the manifestation of god and starts calling him lord god which is real great because he's she's like oh oh yes oh, god. lord god and then he's like richter <laughs> um Apparently, if you're Maria, she calls you Holy Mother because she's thinking of Mary. And I'm like, okay. But, uh, yeah, right. So, anyway, like all the people that you save give you goodies. Like, she gives you a necklace that uh, allows you to permanently destroy red skeletons, which is cool. Um, In other. Yeah, another area, there's, oh, like, uh, waterfalls and what looks like a jungle, and there's, like, skeletons monkey barring around the bottoms of wooden bridges, and there's caves of crystals with <laughs> another lady named Iris, and I don't know. Why is Dracula storing girls in totally random out-of-the-way fucking places? They're, it's not even in the castle. It's just, like, in places. <laughs> he just stuffs them. I actually ran across a, a shitpost the other day about uh-huh. uh, Castlevania and the the shitpost theory is uh, ca- the castle Dracula's in <laughs> doesn't belong to him. It actually belongs to the ladies. They're all uh-huh. lesbians in lesbians with each other, and he's just the go boy, and he, <laughs> he flies out and gets them shit. Which is why when he moves locations in the next game, they didn't come with him. <laughs> oh man! Well, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Is this the same game where um, if you don't know where to find all these people, uh, it changes the outcome um, of the That I can the see, end? the only difference is, like, in the ending image, there is either all of the girls or there's just, like, mm-hmm. people missing. So, like, there's not, like, this <laughs> grand cinematic whatever at the okay. end. Other than the usual... Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I have the game. Um, I well, I've only theme. played it through the once, and, yeah. you know, like, I, I was scouring all the areas to mm-hmm. find everything I could. But, um, to be honest, though, like, even though it's not Castlevania, the castle proper, I love it because it's, like, variety, you know? Like, Maria mm-hmm. goes fucking river rafting mm-hmm. yeah. and fights surfing skeletons, dude! <laughs> There's a pirate ghost shipyard! <laughs> and, of course, then after that, then it gets, like, standard, because then you go through a clock town with a st- or clock tower with the Medusa yeah. heads, because that's traditional. That's, like, stage seven. And, um... You know, then that's where you find uh, Annette, the the lady you're there to save. And since I was Maria, she's like, oh, you can't fight. It's too dangerous. Like, I didn't just bust your ass out of this fucking prison in Castlevania. How do you think I got here, bitch? You know, like, come on. <laughs> it was all a mistake. So, so anyway, like, the, the bosses that you fight are the usual shit, like a werewolf, minotaur, you know, big floating eye thing. A naked floating lady with a conveniently placed giant skull and a succubus and... You know, death and... Yeah. Well, dude, when you get to Shaft, oh my god, he's a fucker. He summons a giant bat, then he summons a Medusa, then he summons a mummy, then he summons Frankenstein's monster, and after you fight all four of them, then you fight Shaft. He has more forms than Dracula. Uh Dracula's got three. What the hell? And then... 
Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a pain in the ass. We'll have to fight him. <laughs> well, anyway, not looking forward to it. <laughs> then Dracula. Okay, Dracula with the porn stash. I I'm, I can't get behind the porn stash. I just can't. It's mm-hmm. like no. All right, but anyway. <laughs> so so his last like his his usual thing is like he's Dracula with the porn stash. Then you know big bat demon dragon whatever the fuck. And then, uh, then the scene changes to weird outer space time rift, and his cape becomes a bunch of bloody wing tentacle things. And then, you know, he always has to spit like a line that's uh, you know kind of interesting, you know. And so at the end, when you beat him, he's like, "Power wins. Good and evil are words spoken by the powerful." Like he's, he, you know, instead of, "Oh yeah, we won because good, you know, goodness and things," and he's like, "No, power mm-hmm. wins," you know. And whatever. It's propaganda, bitch. Yeah. You ain't good. It's propaganda. And then he blows up in a cloud of blood. It's great. I was like, whoa, he just had like, you know, <laughs> some crazy, you know, old samurai show death right there. That's pretty awesome. So that made me happy. And then, of course, then you had the usual cinematic about the castle crumbling and sunrises and shit. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a very predictably Castlevania-esque Castlevania game, but uh, fun one, yep. fun one. So, do like. Hmm. Uh, slightly off topic. Have you seen the uh, Netflix series that goes? I don't watch with this, anything. Uh, I thought we talked uh, about franchise. this. I, I watch like nothing ever. Like no, no, no. Like I, I would watch Research. it if I had somebody to watch it with. But I get fucking bored sitting in one place, not interacting mm-hmm. with anything for more than like ten minutes. Like, <laughs> no, true. I mean, when I saw yeah, it, yeah. See, playing like Stardew if I was Valley doing something, something else at the same so. time, that would be okay. But then I get the thing is, is that um, I used to watch mm-hmm. stuff when I was. Uh, you know, painting and I had the setup to watch something very easily in the same room. Oh, but yeah. like the place that I have to watch things is not a good area conducive to me making art at the same time. And so I can't really do that oh, okay. so much anymore. So unless somebody is physically here, no, I'm not going to watch anything. So, although I did find that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. well, if you want to know what happens between this one and, uh, Castlevania ah, Symphony okay. of the Night. That's yeah, the yeah. Uh, gotcha. That's a series well, to watch. Um, oh, does it fit in somewhere? I, I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Right before the well, I uh, sorry. Um, no, it's right before the game with Trevor Belmont and uh, Sifa, I believe was, was her three, name, but I don't it? remember which game that was. Oh, I gotta... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, continue. But, I'll uh, look it up. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I don't tend to watch things. I, I did find, though, that if I am on Skype and I am talking to someone and watching them like we are on video chat and then we stream a movie at the same time, I will sit down in one place and watch something. But I have to have somebody somehow <laughs> seriously, well, seriously, like really I seriously need somebody parameters. to interact with that I can look at and talk to and have the experience with in order oh. for me to actually do that. Like I'm, I'm also somebody right. who no. tends to prefer gotcha. co-op gaming, you know, like I, I do play a lot of single player stuff, but that's usually when I'm relaxing in bed about to go to sleep or something. I, I like having game time mm-hmm. be social time. So watching things is also social time. Gotcha. So if it's not social time, then I feel like I should be doing right, something right. else and I can't paint in here. So yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's Castlevania three. Yay. Bam. I like the Castlevanias. So there, that's all. Good. The show is yeah. fun. So there. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, did you want to yes. talk about the show? Go for it. No, we've done nah. that before. I think uh, they've already covered it with uh, Cliff and also on uh Assault report. So yeah. that's, well, that's all. That's that's all the things I've been playing. So Vader. 
Uh, okay, yeah. so I apparently just played VR games. <laughs> I yeah, I've I've been I haven't played much VR recently until well this week, and but then I've been busy playing the same games I played talked about the last two episodes, so I can't keep talking about them. So I've been playing more Shadow Shadow of War and uh, Mario Odyssey, both sort of fun. Um, Stardew Valley, keep still playing that. Um, only still my first year though. The new games I've been playing is Rush of Blood, for, uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, the VR roller coaster shooter game. I've played the first three levels and it's. I yelled at it because it made me. Not like excessively scared, but it is pretty creepy. Um, and the jump scares. And in VR, it's way in your face at times. And so I did actually yell at it. I wasn't. I'm not just joking. Like I actually did yell, "Hey, get out! Get away!" <laughs> um, it's really good. And despite the motion, like I don't really get didn't get any sickies or anything, which is good. Cool. Um, like it's quite slow paced, and there's only the odd roller coaster quick speed drop um, when you like drop down a. Um, Hell, I guess I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was thought it was really good. I've, I've heard people talk about how they don't, don't know why it's Until Dawn branded, uh, and I can get that. There is a tie-in because it's got the same kind of psychological in between. Ch- uh, have you guys played Until Dawn? I I I watched Cole play part of it, and then I just got mad and I just stopped watching him play it anymore. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> in between the chapters, there's this, there's like this uh, uh, psychiatrist guy speaking to you, like as the player, mm-hmm. um, and so it has that tie-in um, in between the, the, the levels. It seems to like you're in a really dark, archaic uh, psychiatric hospital. Uh, so there is that tie-in that kind of that, that Until Dawn did have. Um, but it doesn't have the same actor as that person. It has, yeah, it's just mostly voice. There's no one. But in between the start of the levels, there's like your uh, kind of a circus. What do you call him? He's not a circus conductor. You know the guy that kind of does all the yelling and telling people what's coming up. Ringmaster like, right kind of guy. Ringmaster, yeah. And so he's got your, he's got your like your bright vest on. Your very typical circus kind of attire. Um, but it's yeah, it's very dark. Like the first first level, you have just like a little pellet gun, like you would at a, a circus when you're playing one of the mm-hmm. when you're playing one of those little shoot the ducks. But it's very dark and has that real like country circus in town creepy feel to it. <laughs> so yeah, it's very creepy. Uh, well, that's the start of it. Then it starts getting into the next levels. The second level is uh, calling back to Until Dawn with the. There's like a time where there's like a butchered pig, um, um, in in the in the actual game, and you come across it, and it's been all cut up, and so these have giant butchered pigs, you know, the size of a car, that are all been gutted and okay. bleed, and they come back to life, <laughs> and they are thrashing around you as you slowly creep past them, and it was, yeah, it's very, I felt myself shrinking down because you just didn't want to touch them. Like you're trying to you're trying to get all small, like little ball. <laughs> Don't touch me, and you get a shotgun at that point, and you can blast up some of them, and blood flies, and then you have blood flies like blood flies like dishonored. Uh, no, blood fly like flying everywhere. That's where my brain went. 
Sorry, English is bad. Yes, I'm well, bad no, you just you know <laughs> certain words trigger the rolling train wreck of my brain, and <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 highly recommended, and I guess I'm excited to talk about VR this episode because I've heard a lot of podcasters refer to how VR's dead and hasn't survived, and. It, I think it's kind of similar to the Vita. People who love the Vita were like, there are plenty of games, but people are like, the Vita's dead. Like, it's, it feels the same, because I've got VR, and I'm seeing these games, and I'm like, these games are fun, and like, and I'm excited to what's coming. I hear people saying things like, well, has there even been any games released? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, there has. Uh, um, but, and the, Russia Blood is an older game. It came out launch, I think it was. But I got it free with PlayStation Plus. So I'm glad. I'm actually they're starting to drop VR games on PlayStation Plus, which is great for me. Because now I'm getting, like, lots of games cool. each month for free. Um, but yeah, if, if you get a chance, try Russia Blood. It's it's pretty fun. Um, it does feel like the arms are a little long, the VR arms. <laughs> but it's, maybe it's just I'm short. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it shoots pretty well. It's fun. Um, you, it does pretty well at the end. It shows you like local players, like in your region, and their high scores. Uh, and then you can see the world thing, and so you can kind of replay and try and get better. It just reminds me of the Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. the roller coaster shooter ride. I love that game in Final Fantasy VII. I play, I play that with, like stupidly high scores in that. And actually, now I'd like them to do a <laughs> VR version of that. <laughs> that would be a fun thing to have. Well, hope so. well, you know what's funny is that um, I I don't have like a lot of money to go buy something like a switch or whatever. But if they did like the gold saucer in VR, I I would get a VR headset specifically to play that part. I've got a lot of fond memories of gold golden saucer, so um, yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, man, I bred those chocobos like crazy. I had such a good chocobo. I could sprint the whole like track because I was so had so much stamina center on my like gold chocobo. That was awesome. The good old days. I couldn't do it now. Yeah, I just right. have the time or patience to sit there and breed a chocobo. Because I got a gold chocobo without FAQs or Ooh, help. I just did Lord. it by trial and error. <laughs> I also found Knights of the Round Table oh, by wow. just exploring. That's that's pretty wow. A lot more time back Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just trying to imagine how much time that would have been. Like the equivalent of... <laughs> anyway, off topic. Back to Russia Blood. It's good. Um... And your level three starts getting more into like your psychological horror, like has you know your typical ring type ghosts, pale lady with black hair floating around. Um, you know, ring the ring, mm-hmm. the yes. movie, the ring. And she's like floating around, and so it's your more typical kind of horror, not your gruesome horror, which is level two. So each level seems to be like trying to target different types of scares, which is kind of cool. That is cool. It did mess me a few times. Like mannequins come to life and it wasn't fun. And then it goes black and then they appear right in front of your face. And yeah, it's... <laughs> I yelled at it. I'm, I'm serious. I definitely yelled at it. Uh, yeah, so I'm keen to get some more of that, but also scared to play some more of that. Uh, then... This morning, I was trying to play Fortnite. I got up early to play some games before we got on. Um, but another reason to hate my Xbox. I went to go play Fortnite, downloaded Fortnite on there so I could play the Battlegrounds mode. I loaded up. Oh, you need Xbox Gold Live to play this game online, and it's an online game, so you have to. So Xbox have a special now. You can do Xbox Gold for a month for a dollar. So I paid my dollar. Fortnite says I still don't have Xbox Gold oh. Live. And it's trying to charge me. So, I'm mad at it. So, stupid Xbox has been a giant paperweight <laughs> for the last year. <laughs> I barely touched Yeesh. it. 
and I started, went, I checked on the PlayStation VR demo disc 2, because they just released that earlier this month, and I played Moss, and that was showing off at E3, and we lost Co. <laughs> I'll keep talking when yeah. Nathalie joins back in. <laughs> but yeah, Moss was at Shauna E3. What um, is it? And it's it's a cute little game where you you are kind of like a guardian spirit okay. or a, a mm-hmm. deity of sorts that's guiding a cute little Aww. mouse through a, okay. a fantasy world. That sounds cute. And the mouse is a as my daughter would say, adorbs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where she learned that from, but she, she busted it out recently. But yeah, um, it's this really cute little white mouse with a little sword, and it's, it's just fantastic. Like, uh, Alison spoke highly of it when she tried the demo, and I agree. Uh, so basically, you're, you're in... So it's not third person, like your typical third person, but you are in a third person, yeah. I guess, God yeah. view spirit views you're floating uh, observing the, mm-hmm. the the environment the platforming and this and you can tr- you do actually control the mouse with mm-hmm. the left analog stick and you guide the um guide him or her i don't actually yeah. know uh, the mouse uh, th- uh through the environment and parkour <laughs> mouse parkour around and and work out the puzzles um, from your mm-hmm. p- vantage point because you can see things the mouse can't. And so you you control contraptions and you actually, with the, the motion control and the visual uh, mm-hmm. of the controller, the, the controller is represented as like a glowing power orb in, mm-hmm. this, in this world. And you can actually move it over things and control them and shift the environment or move or pull levers. So, so here's a question. Do, is, do you as the spirit or whatever actually talk to the mouse at all? No. Or is are you a silent protagonist, if you will? I think so far it's silent. Um, I would like them to play more vocal things because they can actually, they have a mic built into the headset, I believe. And so they can actually register that. Mm-hmm. But at this stage, it was just a demo, and I didn't try yeah, yeah. Um, speaking. But at this stage, I think it is just a silent. You're kind of the divine being guiding them. So you can, I think you can, if you move the controller over the little mouse, you can heal, mm-hmm. heal the little mouse. Uh, there's combat, so you actually fight. And as I say, you're controlling the mouse yourself. Like, you're actually running around like a normal action game, and you're fighting with square to attack. Um, but it's... Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Co. Uh... <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's very cute and it's it's very I don't know it just seems different. Like I, I would I would love it if uh, you could talk to the mouse and then the mouse like would freak out and be like ah right at first. Yes, that know? would be cute. And then have like a reaction to the voice like where is that coming from? I don't know. You know that would be kind of cool. But anyway, continue. And there may there may be more <laughs> along those lines of being introduced oh, yeah. to the spirit in the in the the, the full game. And this demo it was mm-hmm. just kind of. I just pretty much yeah, took yeah. control of the mouse pretty quickly. I think she did wave at me to start off with. Oh, did he? Uh, That's awesome. Um, he, she, it. And when you don't they. control, control, I don't know, I went to her, you went to he, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Them. They. Yeah. That is the that is best. Okay. <laughs> when, uh, when you stop moving the analog stick, he'll, like, you, I love when games do this, when, like, you leave your, your character alone, they start dancing or, or tapping their foot. Yeah. Like, Sonic taps his foot, Mario, and yeah. Mario Odyssey lies down, and, like, Butterfly, uh, mm-hmm. bird lands on his tummy. 
Um, I love stuff like that. And yeah, the mouse does the same thing. Like it, it, it will start kind of fidgeting and playing, and I love that stuff. You, you play these, these third-person action games, and you know, I don't really feel that invested in the character. Like it's just a, they're just like the model that's running around doing a thing. I don't know, I felt like really worried for this little mouse. Like, maybe it's because it's a bit the perspective, or that I, it's, yeah. it feels like this mouse's life is in my hands more so than if I was playing the mouse, like, in a normal third-person mode. But I really quickly, I felt really worried for this little mouse, and uh, you get into a combat area pretty quick, and there's, like, these little, um, you know, it's kind of like Egyptian beetles, those hard-shell kind of beetles with the big claws and stuff. Uh, like, scarab mm-hmm. beetles or something. A bunch of them come at you, and you got to fight them off, and then you can heal your mouse by putting your controller over it and pulling the trigger. And uh, you, yeah, you move. It's very puzzle orientated. The level, like the levels, like each like kind of screen. You're stationary, um, and you can just like work out puzzles by interacting and moving things around. And um, you can actually freeze some of the, the beetles if the mouse is in danger. You can kind of put your controller over it and pull a trigger, and you kind of grab them as the the, be- the divine being. Oh, to give them. Cool. And so there's a lot to the gameplay, which I like. Um, and I only play, it's only like a 10-minute demo. So, But from mm-hmm. what I've played, I'm going to be getting the full game. Like, it just seems like such a wonderful and perfect for VR. Like, it's a twist on that third-person action platformer. Very cool. Yeah, it actually reminds me, um, it's nowhere near that sophisticated, but, like, I just recently got, like, um, something Cloud God saves the, the pilgrims or something like that, the... the and uh, it's some kind of PSP game uh, where you play like a cloud god and you are trying to get a whole bunch of, you know, equivalent of like, you know, lemmings or whatever, trying to save them and keep them alive through the level. A bunch of little pilgrim guys. Oh, I've played that. Fight off demons. And yeah, you've played it? Yeah, it's got a really cool aesthetic, um, but I only played like a short, short amount of time before I got excited about other games. So, you know. Yeah, and but. there's other games like Tethered I've played the demo of. Um uh-huh. And it's the same kind of thing, but it's like a 3D version of that, I guess. Um, it's like a real yeah. simple sim, like, uh, and you're building a village, and you can flick between, there's like six points around this floating island, this magical island, and you can walk between them in, in the VR god, and you are, they like kind of worship, these little creatures worship you, and, and you're creating, that. you give them orders, so you take, you look at one of them, and you click on them, and you can tell them what to do. Um, you can go farm or you can go build and stuff like that. And so I, stuff like that's really fun in VR because it's just, it, you are, in these games you are the god god view and so why mm. not make you the god of this world? <laughs> and and it's, yeah. it's it's quite cute. Um, and next I played Fantastic Contraption. And this was really, oh, okay. this was really cool. Like it's a little mm-hmm. physics-based game and you yeah, were yeah. given items or tools that you can interact using the move controllers and it worked really well like you could like just you get like a stick and you can go click on the end of the stick by pointing it at your virtual move controller at it and you just hold mm-hmm. down the trigger and you can just drag it and make it bigger and smaller you just and you move it to another item and it will just connect like automatically like you just click to it mm-hmm. and the little puzzles i had to solve was i had a little jelly ball that wanted to go home and okay. I had to take it back to the rest of the jelly square. And <laughs> so really silly, uh, but mm-hmm. basically I just have a platform to work on, and you're given uh, uh, little um, cylinders that mm-hmm. roll, 
and little sticks that you can connect the cylinders to. So basically you're making a little vehicle to roll towards the um, to the home of this little jelly blob. And mm-hmm. you just then get to make whatever contraption you want. And I made I made a little wheel, like a real Flintstones-looking car, you know. Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And the little jelly ball sitting on top, and I, I go, go! And it just, like, turns off to the left. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? Why does it keep turning left? And then I kind of look, and because it's VR, you can. You can just look around at this 3D object that you're creating. And mm-hmm. my monkey brain to start off was just looking dead on but I'm like why am I doing this I can look down the side it's VR and so you look around the side and you just see that I've placed the the little cylinders on a slight angle and so when it drops to start rolling it's 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 favoring one direction because it's not the band the, <laughs> to the left uh, and so yeah you just tweak that and yeah and it was really fun like it's a fun little experience to be able to and uh, the puzzle's obviously going to get harder and harder like the one that I ended on the jelly home for this little blob was like off to the left and it was off land. So it was like floating above nothing. And so I had to make like a cantilevered arm to hang the jelly off to be able to reach out to it as I drove past it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really cute little, really clever uh, physics game, physics building game. Cool. Yeah. Um, And the last game I quickly tried in demo was uh, star child. And uh, Star Child, uh, similar to I guess to the concept of Moss, but it's not three. It's weird. It's not three D. You're running on a two D plane in a three D world. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's the same perspective. I'm controlling it as I don't know some kind of. I'm I'm observing, but I'm still controlling this this little person running in front of me. Um, and then you get to objects like you little uh, control panels where you can control a little flying devices. That's when you start using the motion controls to move this little orb around to power things. Um, but yeah, it, it seemed interesting. I don't know why it couldn't just be on a normal screen because it's just very much like your um, Abe's Odyssey kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's I don't see why it needs to be in VR to be honest. It looked pretty and was fun, and I ran through some alien grass that was glowing as I ran through it, which was pretty, but other than that, I don't know why it was VR. Uh, maybe some more of the gameplay mechanics later will, will lead and lean into that, because at the end of the demo, I got a big fright because a giant, a giant bug jumped out like You're just all up in this, compar- this uh, having a fright about something or other. <laughs> Well, it's VR, it's scary, man. It jumps at you and it just comes from nowhere. And it you don't get the scale of things in, in on a TV screen, whereas in VR, you, like, things that look big are, do actually look big. And, yeah, it gave me a bit of a jump scare. And then a giant robot saved my little character, a little person. And so maybe there might be some VR robot action, which will be fun. But, unfortunately, they didn't let me do that in the demo. Yeah, yeah. But that's my VR update. Uh, the game I want to play next, and I was going to buy it a couple weeks ago and forgot, is Voltron. I want to be a Voltron Paladin. Oh. Really bad. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. So I'm going to be buying that and hopefully reporting back next episode. Yay, that'll be exciting. I need to write it down so I don't forget. I don't forget. <laughs> you better write it down so you remember to get it. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really excited no, about this thing. I'm going to forget if I don't write it down. <laughs> 
I hardly sit down anymore. Yeah. <laughs> He's moving and so. <laughs> yeah. um, have we got Ko back or have we still lost her? Speak, Ko. <gasps> yes, oh, there you are. It's a miracle. Yay. Before we wrap up, we'll go into some feedback questions. Uh, we've got a question from Nurgle Badger 7 <laughs> <laughs> at Ninja Badger 7. Okay. What's a Nurgle? Right. I've got a question for him. Uh, He's going to have to come back on the next show then. Yeah, Nurgle. Um, if a dog wore pants, would he wear them like this? And this doesn't work because it's audio. Uh, or like this. <laughs> so the first one, it's a pair of pants where it comes, cuts across horizontally the dog, and it's got it's got tra- trouser legs for the front and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Well... The other one is it's got a pair of pants just on its hind legs up to just covering its its lower belly. I've I've got mm-hmm. a real simple answer for this. Dogs don't mm-hmm. wear pants. Well, no, no. The dogs do mm-hmm. wear pants. Have you seen what people dress their little dogs in? And it's always on the back half. No. But also, also pants. The function of the pants is to cover up those those giggly bits. Okay, those are down <laughs> on the other yep. half. So that doesn't, you know, it's going to be on the lower half of the dog, meaning you know the back two legs. But to be fair, this the is correct. First option does cover the jiggly bits. Yeah, it does, but that's except excessive. for the butthole. And also, it would flap weird if the dog tried to move at all. It would not work. <laughs> you were correct. It would actually make it very odd, and yes, they would probably just pull out of them. So mm-hmm. the answer mm-hmm. is B. Correct. The second one. <laughs> There's also a dog at the bottom with the corpse flower and the children and the heartless, and he's like in those four-legged pants, stumbling around and like falling over <laughs> all over the place because he can't walk because the pants are impractical. Yeah, and the pants has zippers yeah. everywhere because it was designed by Nomura. <laughs> there so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that, that is our only feedback. I did chuck it out quite late, so but thanks for that, Ninja <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, so I guess that's, that's wraps us up. Uh, unless you guys got anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm good. Jolly, you got anything else random you want to bring <laughs> Anything else random? <laughs> no, it'll come up later, and then I'll bug you about it on Twitter. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> come on. on Twitter. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well, uh, this has been a fun episode. I've had fun chatting with you both. Thank, thanks for joining me and putting up with uh, my unprofessional podcasting. Um, you were trying to be no on problem. target or on, on track I with was. anything. See, you were at least making the attempt. <laughs> Just slipping down that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't land yeah, in a corpse so, flower. No, definitely not. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. They had one mm-hmm. on. They mm-hmm. had one on uh, view here at the science museum, and all these people were wigging out to go see it. I'm like, why the fuck you want to go see? Like, stand in line for however long to go see a stink ass flower? Like, you can look at it online. You don't really need to like go. Well, to be fair, those things are also like seven yeah, plus I know, feet they're tall, huge, so but, they're like massively huge. You, I am not gonna. I am not emotionally invested in this flower to where I'm gonna go stand and go yeah. pay for parking and stand in line to go see a stink ass flower. Oh, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. I know there's a fruit in like the Amazon forest or something that stinks real bad. It smells like rotten garbage. Mm. Yeah, but mm. apparently it tastes amazing. Yeah. Uh, no. But you can, you can smell it. So it stinks so bad. You can smell it from like ages or like, like hundreds of meters away. Yeah. That's oh, no, that's thanks. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Monkeys like it. Um, mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, back on topic. Co, uh, do you want to tell the folks at home where they can find you? If you've got anything to plug, shout out, mention? 
Yeah, sure. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can uh, at me, uh, at ko, K-O-U underscore Kagero, uh, K-A-G-E-R-O-U. Uh, same thing for Tumblr, if you want to see uh, some of the Bloodborne shit posting I get around to. And uh, that'll take care of me, uh, Jala. I am... On neon, well, I'm on everywhere as Jalachan. <laughs> I'm Jalachan in places. If I'm there, you'll find me as Jalachan. Um, but also, uh, I have a website with all of the random things that I do, including art and comic and writing and podcasting at neonskiesstudio.com. Or you can hear me on my regular podcast, The Level Podcast, thelevelpodcast.com. Amazing how that works out keep it simple yeah. are you on um mastodon yet no i already have That's enough social media to not pay attention to <laughs> is it, or whatever i i don't need any more like we already okay that was in pre-roll i was like raging about all these people messaging me happy thanksgiving because it's like everybody okay we are all everybody in the u.s is having this thanksgiving and you know we are all fucking busy what are you doing stop messaging me i got so mad mm-hmm. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just like no i, I don't, need don't need any more, more pings on my phone from yeah. any more people about happy thanksgiving no i don't want it well, you know what people are going to do. I know now. they're all going to say Happy everyone. Thanksgiving and troll me with it. It's fine. <laughs> you get, That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll get like my I'll get my revenge. Don't you worry. I have a long memory. At least it's not on Thanksgiving. You won't be busy <laughs> right. cooking Thanksgiving. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just just remember, um, I have a long memory. I'll get you. Yes. I'll get you all. Okay. So there. I can I can leave that alone and stop <laughs> no. threatening the listeners now. Move on. You got a long death note, do you? You got a massive death note list. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, and I am your terrible host, Vader Van Odin, and you can find stuff about me and my son's gaming stuff on VaderVanOdin.com, because I keep it simple. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, this podcast, go give us some five-star reviews. Uh, on the new iOS podcast app update, you can just scroll down when you're listening to it, when you click on a podcast and you're listening to it, and just like push five stars and it goes thanks for a review so just keep doing that just keep pushing the five stars mm. it's easy um easier than it was to do that i think writing reviews are a lot harder though but if you could write a review that'd be great too um and yeah this has been episode 83 we will be back in a couple of weeks with more shenanigans so bye for now bye bye for now microphone check one check two listen um i'm gonna apologize now Another rap project, another spectacle Another chubby rapper thinking that he's special An album made with beats on a fell demo Oozing with fake confidence, yo, check the ego I'm so G that I added to my ego I'm either brilliant whacker giving cancer to the people Rap and handling, got it down to spare Scholar of the first sin, I got enough to share MC's like, damn, Jake, getting those bars up Everyone else like, damn, Jake still sucks That's what they call self-deprecating humor And any talk of me Sucking is an absolute rumor. Rhyme marksman, designated sharpshooter. Line so peachy, that's word of King Cooper. Idiots of one or another cringy try hard. Trust me, kids, you're gonna love this next part. So.